Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Great afternoon, everybody. And the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Hold on to your butts. We're about to take a ride with some blue people. Yes, we are. Of course, this is the Kind of Funny Screencast where we often break down the latest in TV, movies, and trailers. We're about to do just that today. Normally, when a trailer drops for a Marvel movie, or a DC movie or anything in between like that. We'll watch the trailer and then do a frame-by-frame breakdown, trying to see anything that that might be hidden in the background or whatever. But since Avatar, I don't necessarily think there's going to be stuff that uh, we're going to find in the background of any frame or anything, and I don't think that we have the knowledge base for that. I thought it'd be fun, instead of doing the frame-by-frame for this one, to do some reactions to some other content people have been asking for, including the Game of Thrones House of the Dragon trailer and, of course... Cobra Kai season five, which surprise dropped a trailer a couple days ago. So we're going to be doing those three trailer reactions right here, giving you our thoughts and all of that. And first off, just want to let you know, you can watch this on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. If you wanted to get it as a podcast, just search for kind of funny screencast and we'll be right there for you on your podcast service of choice. If you wanted to get the show early and watch live as we record it, uh, Sorry, not early, ad-free. You can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like our Patreon producers, Anonymous, Molecule, and Fargo Brady have all done. We appreciate you all so very, very much. Today, we're brought to you by Me Undies and Credit Karma, but we'll tell you about that later. Let's get right into it. Avatar, the way of water. So skinny, so tall. Part of me thought, oh, they're showing clips from like part one and then we yeah, might see clips too. from part two. Well, the, fir- the first couple notes, I was like, is this the new Ghostbusters movie? Because it kind of sounds like the beginning of Ghostbusters. And then I was like, oh no, this is different. It's about blue people. Jake Sweeney. James Horner. This looks incredible right here. I love that water shot. Yeah, definitely going all in on the water. Cameron special. Loves water, man. This stuff is, I love that little stuff that I do. The little spider it looks like it's been ghost in the shell. So, yeah. Very interesting call for this to be so uh, lacking in dialogue. <laughs> I, I have a feeling it's just because a lot of it's maybe not done yet. I don't know. I did not like this this large gap in dialogue right here. I was like, did they fuck up the trailer? That <laughs> <laughs> thing is a fucking pelican. <laughs> <laughs> I 
just to breathe. Here's an here's a here's a breathe a breath for you. Uh, like when we watched this, Tim, we saw this before Doctor Strange. This I felt nothing inside. Um, and what I need this to be right when this when Avatar first came out, it was this sort of next generation of film visuals. Obviously, you saw it in 3D, so it kind of felt like a theme park ride. It felt like an attraction that you were there to go kind of like, oh, we got to go see Avatar with the whole family because this is some bonkers shit. I I saw a tweet from our our friend Cameron Kennedy who said, I saw this trailer in 3D and it was mind-blowing. And that's kind of where I'm at. I need Mm -hmm. to see this movie in 3D because otherwise, like, I'm not getting this incredible story that you're going to tell all your friends about. Like, this, man, the story and the dialogue in this movie is great. Like, you're coming here for the visuals. But since this movie came out, we've seen visuals like this across all sorts of genres of movies. So, like, there's nothing here too mind-blowing that I can't say I haven't seen in some of the best Marvel movies or some of the best DC movies or whatever. Like... We've seen visuals of this quality before, and I need to see this movie in 3D. I need to see it in 8K. I don't know. Like, I need to see this movie in, like, 120 frames per second or something in order for it to feel like it's worth it. I feel like I'm I'm, I'm with you on that, Andy, but just, like, my remembering the first one when it came out i didn't i didn't care about that until i walked out of the theaters and that's what that's i'm I'm right there with you where i'm like i don't care about the sequel to avatar but if james cameron's good at anything it's making you care about stuff that you didn't think you were going to care about and i remember thinking like this movie i, I hate I, I mean you know me i hate new technology and i also i especially <laughs> hate new technology that's old technology that they try to pass off as new technology which is 3d it comes back every freaking decade and it'll probably come back for this as well um obviously because we're seeing trailers in 3d but What's what you have to remember is the James Cameron factor. He's one of the top filmmakers ever to live. He's never really made a bad movie. And the first Avatar really got me. I was like, I don't care about this. I walked out of the theater. I was like, that was great. That was that was incredible. And I can't wait 15 years when the sequel comes out. Yeah. But uh, I mean, again, it's all going to come down to story. And it looks like it looks like there's a lot enough going on here that. I will be interested when I'm in the theater. And also, also all this visual stuff, just like the, the style of the military in this always gets me. I'm like, that's so cool. It's so anime. Yeah, totally. It, it, it's interesting the way that they're marketing this. Obviously, we have a long time till December. Uh, and I think that they only put the trailer out even this early is because of uh, CinemaCon happened. And I think that Disney was trying to get people excited for things that weren't just Marvel, 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 even though that gets a lot of people very excited um, for good reason. And they're going to make a lot of money from that in theaters as proven by Dr. Strange's box office right now. But with this, I see them kind of just wanting to get ahead of it, kind of get Avatar back in people's minds. They're also re-releasing the first one in theaters in September to kind of like, get that interest back because it's it's a complicated franchise to talk about i mean even calling it a franchise is funny right there's only been (laughs) one uh so far and that was in 2009 i want to say so it's like that was a a long long time ago um but i am similar to you guys where i I saw in theaters i actually saw in theaters three times i am a fan of james cameron and i'm also a fan of pushing uh tech forward when it comes to the theatrical experience and all this stuff and you know 3D is something that upsets a lot of people, but when done right, I think is really, really fantastic. The problem is it was really only done right with Avatar, Jackass 3D, and Resident Evil 4. Like I think are the only mm. examples of like movies that Classics. were actually created, <laughs> made, 
to to <laughs> use the 3D, the right type of 3D, and all that stuff was like shock correctly and everything. Otherwise, it's like post processing garbage bullshit nonsense. Like it's it's bad and like gives 3D a bad name. But yeah. Avatar, especially in 3D IMAX, was a experience, man. And you know, people like to hate on Avatar. And I don't even need to get into all that stuff. It's like I think at the end of the day, like it is a it is what it is. I enjoy what it is, and I don't think that this trailer is enticing me any more than I would have been just knowing that it's a sequel to Avatar. Uh, the biggest problem I have is technology has changed so much. And kind of to Andy's point that like for us to be wowed by something, I think is going to take a little bit more. I do think that the visuals of this, even in 2D are very impressive and yeah. what they have going on. They've created a world that is like its own thing. This is not a different IP. This is not us comparing it to something else. It's like, they just made all this shit. The, I love the score. James Horner fucking killed it. And it sounds like he's continuing to here. Love the, the vibe that it all has, but I've actually seen this trailer now in theaters twice. Cause Kevin and I got to see it at both screenings. Actually, that's not even true. We saw it with you guys at the Dr. Strange uh, screening that was in 2d, right? Mm. When we went to see the, uh, the early screener of Dr. Strange two, we also got to see a separate screener that was just this trailer on repeat. So we watched it three times back to back in 3D and it was atrocious. Really? It was the worst 3D I have ever seen in a theater. Oh, it was no. in the Dolby Auditorium, but that's the problem. Dolby, fantastic. Dolby 3D, not good because it uses uh, the different, the passive versus active type mm -hmm. glasses. And we're at a point now where it's like the active stuff is actually more uh in your way than the passive ones are so that was a big problem for me where kevin and i you guys know we are we love this dumb gimmicky shit both of us were like this ain't it and i think that's going to be a major hurdle for avatar 2 to kind of face where back in 2009 everything was a little more standardized because the 3d and imax and stuff those were the prestige mm -hmm. premium formats there's so many premium formats now that i think the people that are going to be able to enjoy this movie how it's meant to be seen quote unquote is going to be so slim that i think it's going to cause a lot of uh, issues for people luckily us being in san francisco we'll be able to do it the right way but yeah. um that's just such a bummer for for so many people and who's going to care too much i mean i think a lot of people that that are that remember this like religious experience almost of seeing a movie in real 3d for the first mm. time. Um, so if it doesn't live up to that, I think that might be a bummer because right now there's too little to go off. Of, is this actually going to be a quality story that we want to see sequels to? Cause we already know we're going to get a bunch from this, but like that to me is, I think the, the bigger question of the franchise starts now is that, is it going to be more of a DCEU type thing where we're like, Oh, that wasn't a, a great foot forward or is it gonna be like hey you know what i'm kind of into this see uh, and that's and that's the thing tim is like you talk about the sequels the fact that james cameron's already planned them and is and is shooting them and is, is treating this all like it's one continued story that actually makes me happy that that gets me excited because you if you're going to bring in the analog of dceu we all know that was kind of a mess that wasn't very well structured but the fact that james cameron sat down and was like I want to tell this specific story over how many movies they're doing two more than this how many have they confirmed so far I think there's five total. Yeah, right? five total. The fact that he has a story that he feels strong enough about that can span that many movies, that's really cool. And that tells me that this might be something that we've never seen before. Uh, sorry, Andy, I interrupted you. Oh, no, I was just I was just going to say that I don't even I don't expect a bad story by any means, nor that I nor did I think part one had a bad story. It was just always a it was a decent movie. Like I, I went for that movie for the visuals and I wasn't at any point kind of you know, disgusted by the storytelling or by the dialogue or anything like that. So I expect something kind of 
middling, you know, above average uh, storytelling wise, but I am going to this for that theme park attraction. Um, and I hope that whatever version of 3D we see it in, it's the best one possible because that's that's the I main reason I'm going for this. I'll make sure that happens. Yes. Do thank not you, do not fret, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's funny because I always I've been an avatar defender for a long time because I, I just feel like everybody kind of just shits on it, which I always find is really weird. And I think it's just because of how popular it is. Um, but yeah, I'm ha- having said that, it's hard for me to say I'm excited for this, but I'm kind of like, oh, it's happening and I'm definitely going to see it. But um, it's it's kind of a weird place. I, I hope that a, an actual trailer as opposed to a teaser gives us a little bit more concrete reason to understand what we're, we're actually getting into here you know i think i might be more excited had this sort of had, had this sort of phantom drop and not uh not us hearing and reading stories about it for the past seven eight years like we yeah that we've heard about this for so damn long to the point that it's it's a joke like there's there's no way that you're talking about Avatar sequel movies and they're filming two through five. And we've been reading about these for close to a decade now, it feels like. And I, I just was not expecting to be here in that. Like, I'd rather this thing just dropped. And guess what? This is part two of five. Like, whoa, what the fuck, James Cameron? That's crazy. I'd rather it's just like radio silence. But with the way, you know, news sort of gets out. It, uh, this is like, if anything, I want to watch the documentary on this movie. I want to watch how, how, how like, nobody's had more of a leash than James Cameron. You're talking like somebody who's been planning these movies for close to a decade. It's just kind of crazy that uh, he's just like, yeah, you have free reign. Just do whatever you want, James. And it's like, all right, well, I'm going to make four more of them, and we're going to talk about them for the next eight years. It's kind of wild. Yeah. I mean, I guarantee guarantee that not a moment to james cameron think i'm gonna work on these things so long that by the time they release they're gonna be released under disney <laughs> you know yeah. but yeah here they but are. i mean remember also james cameron is james cameron he marches to the beat of his own drum and for christ's sake for like five years he was just built he was building an exposition to go down to the mariana trench so like yeah. he just does whatever he wants to do and that's one of the things that that I, I i you know i look forward to when when you see his movies is that you know nobody he could have released avatar it still would have been pretty big probably if he'd have done it in 2d but he decided to to do some cutting edge stuff with 3d and kind of revitalize that genre that, that technology and it was good like and i just and i hate 3d movies i don't like wearing the glasses and i've, I've had to deal with 3d ever since i was a kid and those glasses were like those little paper ones that would cut your nose so for me to walk out of avatar and be like you everyone has to see this in 3d because this is something special that says a lot toward it and so i have faith in it man you know I, again I, I talk about i can't think off the top of my head of a james cameron movie that I didn't absolutely love walking out of theaters. And so, you know, you got to give them a little bit of leeway with that. But also, Andy, in terms of phantom dropping, I mean, Christ, every single time anyone talks to James Cameron in any interview, they're like, what's going on with Avatar? It would have been impossible for him to sneak this one past anyone. So it's unfortunate. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to it, and, I, and I'll see it day one, and I'll put the stupid glasses on. The, the last couple of things I want to say about this and Avatar just kind of as a whole is I, I do appreciate the way that this trailer dropped where we're reacting to it now, but we got to see it for, for the first time in theaters. In theaters. I yeah. miss that, man. Like, I love that. Like, so it's cool that they kind of made it more of a, a event to be like, you know, the, the first time you get to see it is before Doctor Strange and then you have to wait a couple of days to watch uh, at home however you want. I, I thought that was a uh, kind of fun. Well, that's I will say the vibe in the theater. supposed to be. <laughs> I was going to say the vibe in the theater just very confusing. Like 
feel like a lot of people around me are just like, this is that the new movie? <laughs> like, well, yeah, because like, it's funny because Andy, to your point earlier, like I saw the first couple shots and I can't remember the last Avatar, so I was like, I think this is just like a reminder that Avatar was a thing. Yeah, and then we totally. saw some more of this stuff, and I was like, oh no, this is actually new footage, um, of all CG environment that he's that he's doing here. But I don't know. It's, it's also a weird trailer because it's not really a trailer. It's like it's not it's a like teaser. a tech. It's like a tech test. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it, totally. it, it, and and it's not. It definitely doesn't. I don't think it was designed necessarily to build hype. Other than hey, don't forget that this is it's coming. awareness. Yeah, yeah, totally. that's all it is, really. Yeah, because um, by the end of it, I expected to see thing. You know, I was gonna say, uh, Nick. By the end of it, I expected to see like, okay, I was averaging seventy eight frames per second uh, on ultra lighting. Like it felt like when you do a uh, <laughs> you, hit you run a, you a diagnostic, tab, you can change the lighting environment. Yeah. <laughs> you can get dark. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but the, the very last thing I want to say about this before we move on to Koba motherfucking Kai uh, is that, you know, Avatar, they built Avatar Pandora uh, in Disney World. And I remember when that was happening, there's a lot of people, even myself included, being like, like, look, I loved Avatar. I don't know that we need to dedicate an entire section of a Disney park to it. Mm-hmm. And I could not have been more wrong. Like that is to this day by far the most impressive Disney park I have ever seen and seeing Pandora at night is like it is ridiculous and the the flight of passage ride that they have is unlike anything I've experienced I mean Rise of the Resistance is unlike anything I've experienced in a different way but like you get on this thing like it's a a, one of those like 40 thrill ride things where you're on one of the the banshees and as you like get on it when you're like flying around and stuff you feel it breathing between your legs like it is like the most insane thing incredible ever I was gonna say that's kind of cool about this one, right? It's more water based, so obviously the way of water is the name of it, right? So I'm excited to see what they kind of do with that because I don't remember there being tons of. I mean, it was, it was all air based in the first one, right? They were the little yeah. things you had to learn how to the little flying dragon thingy. Yeah, so it's gonna be interesting to see if that's like a rival faction or something that they'd go have to go against. <laughs> I also think it's interesting to see these guys that are like in the actual. Um, is it Navi? Is that what the name of mm-hmm. the? Yeah, it, but, but like in military gear, I'm like oh, that's pretty freaking interesting. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Um, but before we move on to the other trailers, let me tell you about our sponsors. Shout out to MeUndies for sponsoring this episode. You know those days when your coffee shop is out of cold brew and your air conditioner breaks and you try to go to the beach but there's zero parking spots? Yeah, life can be hard. Good thing MeUndies is here to help you take a break from the hardships of the world and give yourself a soft summer. Of course, I don't need to tell you. I got the MeUndies shirt. I got the MeUndies lounge pants. I'm wearing the MeUndies undies, the socks. Even my face mask is MeUndies. I absolutely love MeUndies and their soft micro-modal fabric, and you're going to love it too. I absolutely absolutely guarantee it with me undies light and breathable micromodal fabric you can stay comfy and cool all summer long they have super fun seasonal prints and tons of styles to choose from in sizes extra small all the way up to 4xl me undies has a great offer for all of you any first time purchasers you can get 15% off if you sign up for the free to join membership you can apply that 15% off to their already discounted membership prices uh, to get 15% off your first order and 100% satisfaction guarantee go to meundies.com slash kind of funny. That's M E U N D I E S.com slash kind of 
funny. Shout out to Credit Karma for sponsoring this episode. Have you ever been rejected for a credit card? It happens way too often. That's why Credit Karma created Karma Confidence Technology, helping members apply with more confidence. Are you earning credit card rewards? Credit Karma can help you compare your rewards options so you can find a card that fits your lifestyle, helping you earn miles or cash back for spending money that you're going to spend anyways. Of course, I'm a huge fan of that. I love Credit Karma. One of my favorite features is how Credit Karma uses your credit data to show you your chances of approval before you even apply, which helps you apply with more confidence, and then it doesn't affect your credit score. Credit Karma uses your credit profile to show you offers that are tailored to your financial situation. Uh, They also partner with a wide range of card issuers, so you can be sure that you're exploring all sorts of options. I love Credit Karma. It's so easy to use. Fantastic stuff. Credit Karma, create your own karma. Ready to find the card for you? Head to Credit Karma and check out your personalized mix of offers today. Go to creditkarma.com or the Credit Karma app to find the card for you. That's creditkarma.com. All right, Barrett. It's time for the big one for this group of people. Fear does not belong in this dojo. I have not seen this yet. I have stopped myself from watching it. Um, and I do know it's coming early, which which makes me happy, but also kind of sad because I'm pretty sure Netflix is pushing everything they possibly can up right now. Let's do it. Oh, come on. Come on. Who was on whose side? Today is a turning point at Cobra Kai. Our competition has closed up shop. And the only thing better than a full dojo is a whole valley of full dojos. I love this show so much. This is what we're up against. I know firsthand that Silver isn't afraid of putting kids in harm's way. And that's why I have to take him down. You're playing with fire, Danny boy. And I am gasoline. How is this real? Down to Mexico, and not mention who you're coming to get Miguel. Do you even have a plan? Of course I do. I'll ask Cage around if anyone saw Miguel. That's the big plan. We all get shit wrong They're sometimes. They're wearing female the body body inspectors. Always have a shot at making <laughs> things right. Hey, we're not friends. We never will be. There's only one way to end this. Yeah. We have to cut the head off the snake. <laughs> I told you not to play with fire. <laughs> hey, whoa, no, no, no. I didn't mean literally cut his head off. We have to cut the head off the snake. <laughs> Badass. <laughs> there could, just, Johnny continues to be the best character in all of television. <laughs> 100%. And it's just, it's so telling. Tim, I often wonder, are we living our lives the right way? I often think to myself, if I had it to do all over again, would I make different choices? And back-to-back juxtaposing the new Avatar movie, hundreds of millions <laughs> of dollars, new technology, James Cameron, one cutting of the best directors ever, cutting edge, <laughs> sure to get win like 30 Oscars. I'm more excited for September, baby, because Cobra Kai can do anything literally anything like i at some point they're gonna go to space i don't know how or when i don't know when like when that's gonna happen but this i just want this show to go on for as long as humanly possible 
it's truly unbelievable. I mean, like, really. We are in season five of Cobra Kai, and it does not seem like it's slowing down at all. I feel like every season ends with that cliffhanger build-up moment of, like, what are they about to do next season? And I think that this is the perfect example of it. The way season four ended, and it's like he's expanding. You're just like, holy shit, what's it going to look like? The fact that it looks like this, I am so stoked. We got a shot. With Terry Silver, Daniel, and Chosen all in one frame. Oh, How so is great. this real, I man? <laughs> I want them. I, I know she's probably never going to go back to, but they got to bring Elizabeth Shue back one more time. Just one more, <laughs> one time. more time. Make her a real, make her like an integral character in season six. And that's the thing, too, is like you, you want to talk about last season. You want to talk about the Empire Strikes Back of Cobra Kai. To them winning, Terry Silva actually like winning is just the best possible plot device they could have put out there because... And then Chosen coming back into the fray to like help him out. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's so, it's like the best fan fiction anyone's ever written. Yeah. The fact that the Empire is expanding and growing and it's becoming all powerful. And w when I think back to the way last season ended, Miguel going to Mexico, for some reason, I thought that was a way to kind of get him out of the story. Yeah, for I thought a they bit. were going to write him out. Yeah. Um, and then possibly, but like, I didn't expect. Uh, to watch Johnny and I'm already forgetting his Robbie. sons. Uh, yeah, Bobby, Robbie, Robbie. I was not expecting to see Johnny and Robbie go after Miguel <laughs> in, Mexico. in Mexico. <laughs> it's the coolest thing about you that. You know what it reminds me of? And you guys probably never watched the show and you're probably better off for it. But there was like, <laughs> see, I think it was like season four of the OC where the main character decided to be a cage fighter in Mexico for no reason. And I was like, where the fuck is this show? Whereas that went off the rails. This one just feels like it's in the correct. It's going in the right direction. You know what I mean? This could be yeah. like, what's next? The All Valley Tournament. Cobra Kai's got to go nationwide, then worldwide. Is there no stopping them? This is incredible. Also, the Terry FBI Silva, is not like, moving we can't stop this. Yeah, these, these guys are the karate masters. We don't know what the fuck to do. They train for six months and they beat everyone's ass. I mean, dude, like another thing I want to shout out here. There is one person notably missing from this trailer. John Kreese. Where's he at? What's going know. on? We know. we ended the last season with him a little bit torn about where he where he falls on it all because Terry mean, Silver went crazy. Terry Silver's one of the greatest villains of all time, and Terry here Silver, he is wrecking Terry shop. Silver, who started the last season off meditating over a glass yeah. of wine was like, I don't want to come back into this, and now he has forced John Kreese <laughs> out and has become a psychopath. Well, with ambitions of watching <laughs> more karate, karate domination. I mean, if you remember, John Kreese is in jail. Terry Silver put him in jail. Oh, that's right for murder, right? Or something like that. What did he, did he go for murder? He, he framed him. It was fucking unbelievable. <laughs> did he, did he kill right, someone? He, I forget what he happened. He fucked up Stingray. Stingray's Stingray. in the hospital. Oh, so he beat Stingray's ass. That's right. And Stingray <laughs> ratted him out. Ratted him out the wrong he, person, right? He framed John Kreese for beating up Stingray and... In that moment, like the officers are arresting John Kreese and Johnny Silver's just like, I gotcha. Like, it's the most bizarre thing to ever happen on TV. And but I, I got to see how does he get out of jail? Like, who breaks out John Kreese out of jail? But like Stingray being the most ridiculous character ever and the fact that you actually kind of feel bad because he has no group and he has no one to like – he has no friends and nobody ever accepts him. And then you, you kind of believe that he would rat out Kreese just to get back into Cobra Kai to have like a friend, even though all these kids are in high school and he's a 34 year old man. Let, I'm saying it right now. Jo John Kreese and Stingray team up. Oh, my God. Like, like Stingray is going to like, you know, elbow or kick the wall of the prison, break his ass out. And he's like, hey, uh, 
you were, you know, put in jail because they thought you beat me up. No, we have to go after Terry Silver. Like, that's a third faction right there. I yeah, mean, dude. here's what's here's what's going to happen, really. By season eight, it's going to be in at, at Miyagi-Do. It's going to be Johnny. It's going to be uh, Ralph Macchio. Hey, Mr. Miyagi. It's going to yeah. be Johnny. It's going to be uh, uh, yeah, Mr. Miyagi. Uh, him. What the fuck is this? Daniel Russo, right? Johnny Daniel Russo, uh, John Kreese, Stingray, Terry Silva, they're all going to be in the same dojo. We're going to have 15 other people that are running Cobra Kai at this point <laughs> because there's no way that John Kreese isn't going to partner back up with them because the guy framed him for assault. It's going to be great, man. This is going to be perfect. This is this is going to be great. God, you bring up so many good points. The creators of the show have said, uh, even a couple seasons ago, that they have six seasons planned. Yeah. So there, wow. there's a story that they are telling, and oh, baby, I am so in. The last thing I want to say about Cobra Kai here, uh barrett if you could just like start it over one more time uh if you could like maybe go like 10 15 seconds in i want to get the shot uh where there's the map and they're putting like little pieces down mm, on the yeah. map because the whole you know <laughs> for as ridiculous as all of this is like we really just need to take in and appreciate the fact that karate Karate, karate is now like it's leaving the valley it's expanding guys go like, so let's, let's see how far like, this goes in southern california first off that's an awesome uh, uh facade of yeah everything. so one more frame there let's see right there so it's like, going all the way from <laughs> it looks like it's not that much space it's pretty much the valley that's pretty much the like, entire valley we okay. have to understand that they have a war map in the same way that the fucking, uh, you know, I'm talking like um, Game of Thrones style. Like, here's mm. where our armies are. We're taking over right yep. here. Like, they have a war map that seems to be lit underneath it. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. it's the tech this is a, this is a, it's, it's like 1980s futuristic technology. Yeah. Like a Bond film. What My question yeah. is, I, there's two different markers on this. And I'm wondering if one is like where they have a shop and one where they want to set up a shop. But in my brain, I'm like, it'd be cool if Johnny Lawrence and Daniel Russo started their own and then it was just rival. They start for every one that Cobra Kai opens. There's a Miyagi Do that opens too, but I don't think that's what this is going to be about. Yeah, like, they, just, they don't have the resources, no, Nick. They yeah. don't got it, man. How are they going to do it? They don't have oh. it's a chip shortage. Johnny Lawrence, Daniel Russo can't sell any more cars. There's a chip shortage. Th this yeah, is the this is the Rock back in in Hawaii, like without. Uh, without any of his, and he's with his family. Yeah, he doesn't his, have his all, his all his guns and everything. They're going to use sticks and stuff. Like and right now, Daniel Larusso, him and the squad are like, we're okay. our backs are against the wall. We have to figure out a way to get out of this. Now, guys, they are teasing weapon usage. <laughs> so, like, we got a little hint of it last season, right? Yeah. But like, we we see what seems to be a vision of uh, Sam. <laughs> With the bow staff fighting off. <laughs> oh my god. I can't it. wait for this show. It's gonna be incredible. September 9th, of course, we're gonna be adding to Cobra Kai in review, and I cannot wait. Uh, but the final trailer of the day. Speaking of Game of Thrones, Andy Cortez, we're about to look at the Game of Thrones House Perfect. of the Dragon. Oh, by the way, the trailer went to Samoa. My bad, not Hawaii. My bad. Yes, yes. Important safety tip. Mm -hmm. And um, so just a thing here. We finally get a date for this. This is it's also a September release. So let's check it out. What is this brief mortal life? If not the pursuit of legacy. What is grief? Hunger everlasting. <laughs> I recall Stark. I call this Valarian. I, Orman Baratheon. 
I'm so easy. Dude, me too. We got Stark, Robert Baratheon. You're like, I'm in. Men would sooner put the realm to the torch. Andy just likes it because it looks like a Lego laugh. See a woman ascend the Iron Throne. Oh, all shadowing. We play an ugly game. Oh wow, she looks totally like uh, you have the determination. The mom, Marjorie. Oh, Marjorie. She did kind of have Caitlyn Stark vibes, though. Yeah, yeah, a little Stark vibe. Yeah. I love that. Uh, it's the music. Yeah. Remember blood. God damn it. Go for it, there? What do you say at the end? This doesn't remember blood. Remembers History does name. not remember blood or something like it remembers that? remembers names. Um, I was really hoping I wasn't going to like this trailer. I'll be honest <laughs> with you guys. I'll be fucking honest with you I'm guys. right there with you, Nick. <laughs> I just... Because it's like... You know what it's like? It's like, dude, your friend's like, hey, you want to go on an 11-mile hike? And you know you're going to enjoy it while it's happening. Yeah. Beforehand, you're like, I don't fucking wake up at 6 o'clock. It's so much work. This and that. It's emotional. And right here, when we see... <laughs> it's when emotional. We see, right here, when we see a homie from fucking uh, The Crown, Matt Smith. Is that his name? Uh, I was going to say Of course, Morbius. Yeah, Morbius yeah, yeah, notable for Morbius. I see him walk Dr. up. It, this say, looks... Yeah. Well, I've never seen it. I've never heard of Doctor Who. Um, you see this. The production values are there. It makes you... you it reminds you what an HBO like fantasy show is supposed to look like. He looks great. He's a great actor. The fucking costumes look good. I'm, I'm now like, oh, I'm kind of interested in what's going on here. Yeah. God <laughs> damn it. It just means that like I, I, I have I had this like I look forward to like the next five years of my life and I'm like, okay, Sundays at one o'clock in the morning I gotta watch this thing for some reason and I'm gonna be enthralled <laughs> the entire way and can't wait to talk about it with you guys. Look at that egg, dragon egg, whatever. Cool, I'm into it. God damn it. Very exciting. Like, yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I, I didn't know how I was feeling about this. I know we've seen a bunch of teasers beforehand that have sort of led up to this longer version of the trailer. And I was just kind of like, it's whatever. I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure I'll watch it. It's interesting. But this one kind of really sold me on it. I don't know if it, whatever it was about the production values, the music, seeing um, characters that are kind of familiar that we've heard about. We've we've heard stories about. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, this looks fucking awesome. This looks really cool. Tim, what do you think? I mean, I'm right there with you guys where it's like, you know, I, I'm not a fan of this type of prequel stuff in this era of uh, content, which is what it is at this point. It's kind of just like, hey, what can we do with these IP? Mm -hmm. And everything about the Game of Thrones spinoffs has screamed more Fantastic Beasts to me yeah, than it does yeah. anything else. And there is still that fear, even watching this as awesome as this does look. Um, and like Nick was saying, like, God, the production value, like, just don't make them like this. Like this, this is. This is there. It's getting there and it's doing it for me. Um, it's and I the kinda, color grading, man. Yeah, but I mean, I mean it's also it's the costume designs. It's the sets. It's like I, I love that, you know, this looks like season eight Game of Thrones uh, visually, not in terms mm -hmm. of storytelling and all that, that stuff. Right there was gorgeous. 
like comparing season one in Game of Thrones to season eight, it's like the the years that they had to kind of develop the the visual language of it all. Like this mm-hmm. is them working off of that, uh, which I think is a, a strong point for sure. But um, it is kind of the easiest thing to just play the dopest theme song of all time and get me going, say names that I'm familiar with. And like, that's mm-hmm. something that even Fantastic Beasts can do. You know, it's like, they're like, well, no one cared. Let's say Dumbledore, see if that works, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm hopeful that there's something more here. I do think that uh, I'd be way more interested in a future story or something that was like unrelated so that we're not yeah. every episode like, I wonder if this thing I'm familiar with is going to show up. And that's something you can't get away from when when you yeah. make a prequel. Yeah. Um, but having said all of that, it's like, yeah, this is proving me wrong so far. Like it is just an easy trailer that they haven't done the hard part yet. But um Game of Thrones is one of my favorite. The show is one of my favorite things of all time, despite how much I hated the ending. Um, so if they can capture the magic of the majority of that show, I'm in and I have no real reason not to be. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. But you hit the nail right on the head, right? The the big hurdle they got to overcome is can this be interesting, despite the fact that we we are familiar with these characters and we kind of know where they ultimately end up. And that was the problem. That's the thing I was real against uh, for the Fantastic Beast series. Is that I'm like, there's really no, there's not a lot of suspense and inevitability. Um, I know how Dumbledore ends up, so I don't, and I, and I know his story with Grindelwald. I kind of don't care to see how those things un- unfold because it's more interesting to see what's something that I don't ultimately know how it ends. Um, but the one thing that's great about Game of Thrones is it's less about necessarily the ending and more about the struggle. And so showing me sort of how all these houses fight each other, there's something there that could absolutely work given the creative team. But the other problem that they're going to face is that this is a completely unique story, right? This is not based on the George R.R. R. Martin books at all. And I think we've seen when uh, when they've gone off script, no pun intended, uh, when, they, when they've had to kind of develop stuff their own, it kind of goes sideways. So I'm hoping that, you know, George Martin, George R.R. R. Martin, yeah, was able to bring some of his creative juices to this. And, uh, and and help them with the stories because when he does, it's just it, it's the best storytelling in all of television. Um, if not, we'll see some cool dragons and maybe someone will get their head cut off. Yeah, we saw what happened when the mm-hmm. when uh, David Benioff and DBY sort of faded away and kind of started creating on their own yeah. uh, and yeah, through no so fault well. of their own. I mean, it was it, they didn't have a story to really pull from because they knew that George wasn't done with the series but Mm -hmm. we saw the way that that storytelling kind of started happening um and how it was less favorable than than the core show when it was like all right we have something to work off of let's take some really good lines of dialogue from the from the books and then let's add more on to it and i thought it was like you know you have some of talk about some of the best moments of exposition and some of the best monologues and lines of uh, dialogue exchanges between characters like this show um, is sort of that prime example that like you don't have to be action packed to be interesting and I, well, yeah. I I know that whenever we've watched shows and for critical about shows whenever they are quote unquote boring people go oh you just want explosions and fast cars and shit it's like mm-hmm. no because this show had just a lot of great moments between characters that is some of the best stuff you've ever seen on TV. Oh, I mean, a perfect example of that is the first battle that we're, I think this is one of the first big battles in season one we see where Tyrion's supposed to get his nose cut off and he gets knocked out. And then he wakes up and it's like, you're enthralled to figure out kind of what's going next. It, like he just says what happened in the battle. Like, cool, I didn't see that, right? And that's the thing is like, even the, even the battle of the, um, the I was going to say brats. <laughs> Bastard, <laughs> Bastards. Bastards. <laughs> that was cool. 
and it was fu- it was it was visually fun to watch, but it wasn't as fulfilling as seeing fucking what's his butt get his comeuppance, right? The, the other the other bastard get his comeuppance. That's that's the stuff we really care about when it's, when it's Game of Thrones, and that's what I'm looking forward to in this. Let me see that intrigue. Let me see the political all, all the politics that 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 play out in the back end of stuff, and and how everyone goes from being a good <clears> person <throat> to a bad person, then back to good again. That's that's what the story is is all about. So I'm looking at my my upcoming potential screencast calendar that I, I have mm-hmm. that is a living document that I'm always updating. And I'm looking at it right now, and there's some interesting things, interesting things mm-hmm. going on, my friends. Um, we have Better Call Saul, the final, final finale, coming out August 15th. Beautiful. Then a week later, we have Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, episode one, on August 21st. A week later, episode two, on the 28th. Days after that, Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, episode mm-hmm. one on September 2nd. We're about to have an eight-week battle between Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, and the Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Oof. Power. Wow. That, that is going to be very, very interesting for a lot of nerds out there. Oh, my God, dude. Based, based, based solely on the quality, the visual quality of the trailers alone. I don't. I wouldn't put a lot of money on Amazon on this one. I would. I, my my bet would be I this one. put a lot of money on it. Well, so is HBO from, from what I'm looking at here. But uh, my bet is that we're gonna like this one a little bit more. But hey, if if not, I will be pleasantly surprised. And like always, I will be completely closed off to new things until proven otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know in the comments below how excited you are for <laughs> Avatar two, Cobra Kai season five, or Game of Thrones. Rank them. Yeah, you that's what, what I want. I want to rank. Let's what are you more excited the rings for? In there too, you know. Yeah, fuck it, throw it in there. <laughs> Yeah. I love us so I much. Guarantee Cobra Kai wins this. <laughs> anyway, stay tuned to Kind of Funny Screencast for all of the latest in TV, movies, and trailers. We're going to be doing a whole bunch of fun stuff for all of the different shows we're talking about. And I personally cannot wait. But until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.